Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, I do have a question uh, for you, Jay Stu. Tommy Boy, right? Iconic guy movie. Right? Yeah. Um, you've seen it, correct? Sure. Okay. Yeah. What was the name? It was Callahan was the name of the company, right? Wasn't it Callahan? Oh, I don't know the movie that well. I'm not one of those guys who quotes that movie. I know it's wildly popular, and I, I found it entertaining, but I don't know the details. Um, Profet, you don't, you're not a Tommy Boy guy, or is that before your time? I have a lot of friends who've seen it. I have not seen it myself. You've never seen Tommy Boy? No, I am terrible with movies at, in some places. And that's one of them. Wow. I mean, like, Bayer is terrible with movies, but great with TV shows. Are you good with TV shows? I, I think it's I think it's a matter of genre. I don't watch a lot of comedy movies or TV shows. Like, dramatic stuff I'll watch. Um, the big one I used to get pinged on is I don't really like sports movies. But Well, know. there's a lot of bad sports movies. I, I, you don't yes. like any of them? Uh, Remember the Titans? I, I actually like uh, what was what was the old one? Uh, Slapshot. I like Slapshot. Slapshot's amazing. I like Goon. It's, it's funny enough. I'm not into hockey, but like hockey movies are good just because I like just what are the, the foulness how, of them. How many how many hockey movies are there? Slapshot, Goon, is and one. Slapshot. Yeah. Well, Goon? Then there's a the movie about the '80 team that won it all. 
Yeah, was, there was Miracle. Mighty Ducks, but that's a kids' movie. Goon was like two thousands. It's it's much like Slapshot. I think you would enjoy it if you like Slapshot. I love Slapshot. The Mighty so, Ducks. I'm not a big Mighty Ducks guy, but it's a Disney movie, right? That's like the there's lots of Disney sports movies I don't I don't dig either. I'm bring bring it up because when I saw Brian Callahan, it is Callahan Auto Parts. I yeah, I, I saw Brian Callahan's new head coach, the Tennessee Titans. All I could think of was some sort of Tommy Boy reference. It'd be amazing, <laughs> be in, be incredible. Uh, the the funny thing is, and this is where my mind goes. I don't know if your mind goes here, but as soon as I saw that hire being made, I just automatically thought of that percentage of Twitter that's gonna hate it. It's it's a white head coach. It's a guy that's a son of a former head coach. You know, not a former player. There's just a certain segment of Twitter that's just gonna despise it. That's what I thought. I mean, like, look, I just be honest with you. Like the guys who have succeeded are guys usually that are lifers in this thing. Right. And they're either lifer as a player, become a coach or lifer as, you know, a small college player becomes a coach. I mean, like go through it. And I mean, Kyle Shanahan, remember he played some at, at Texas, uh, but obviously kind of grew up in it, been around it his entire life. Like, I'm sorry. Just, it's, I have the same experience, I, I would tell you, with coaching basketball. It's like, well, can you coach basketball? Like, I've literally been in more gyms to more practices and more games. And then, you know, like, it, your conversations are different when you're at home. You know, the way in which you look, look at things and judge things and evaluate things. Uh, if you're from a coaching family, that's your, your approach is very different. Right? Doesn't necessarily set you up to be a great player but it can set you up in terms of understanding and being a coach. I, I don't think that's why people would not like it. I, I, I think the, I, I really don't, don't think so. I think what people are rightfully kind of scratching their heads about, which is like, okay, I get it. You bring in a guy who's worked with an elite coach and they've been an elite offense or whatever. Um, and that's the idea, but I don't know. Vrabel's widely regarded as a really good head coach and their flaws within their play on offense I thought was limitations based upon their personnel. They just, they did a lot with a little, and their strength was Derrick Henry, and they leaned into it. You know, it's like one of those, would you like to run spread and throw that thing all around the yard? Yeah, but then what's the point of having Derrick Henry back there? You know, (laughs) the hell's the point of paying him? So, um, I also think that in this day and age, there are always the hot shot candidates. Sure. And when you don't get one of them, right? You don't get Belichick. Well, there's also. You don't get Jim Harbaugh. You're like, oh, we got Brian Callahan. Right. But there's also, like, again, the reality. I mean, when they hired. Um, why am I forgetting? Well, first, like, Matt LaFleur, when he got the job, he had only been offense coordinator in Tennessee for like a year, right? And, like, he's a cop. He's like one of the, one of the Shanahan guys. You know, one of the Sean McVay, yeah, Shanahan, yeah. right? And then if you look in Cincinnati, what's that guy's name? Why Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. His first year, people were like, dude, you got to get rid of this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's another one of those same guys, that offensive guy, you know, in that same, under that same umbrella comes in and they've been awesome. And they were going to get rid of him before, year, like year two, there was some dysfunction sure. within the locker room and they went to a Super Bowl. And by all accounts... From the football people, this is a really good hire for Tennessee. Correct. But just on the surface, you're maybe saying, well, who's this guy? He's not – heck, 
even even the Ben Johnsons and the Bobby Slowicks seem to be hotter names because they're new and they're fresh and their teams had success this year. And Callahan goes under the radar in that fashion. Yeah, I I, I get it. I mean, it's an interesting one. Uh, there's another one. Uh, what's Frank's last name with um with the uh, with the Dolphins? Uh, Frank Smith, right? Yeah. And Frank Smith's another guy who everybody says like genius with play calling, with working with quarterbacks, whatever. So I, I what it signifies is look, not all teams should go after a Belichick, should go after a Vrabel, should go after a, a Harbaugh. Like those are guys that you only go to if you think you're going to be competitive to winning a Super Bowl. You got to get what your team needs. Like the Raiders, for example, right? You hire an interim head coach who provided you great energy. Okay, so that's what your team needed because you had a guy before that had all the plans. He knew everything that he wanted to know. We wanted to do it his way. Whole Patriots culture. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't really work for us. We need a, we need a guy who just gets guys to play hard and be nasty, and we'll get some coordinators to do all that. Your team, based upon their where they are in the growth chart, right? needs a specific guy. And if you can find that kind of timing that matches with it, that that's the, the magic to it, if you will. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, which brings us to the news of the day because it does relate to basketball. It does relate to basketball. The Bucks have made a coaching change. Like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if you, if you look at, um, if you look at Adrian Griffin's record so far, you're like, what's the big deal? They're in second place in the East. But it's pretty obvious that something's not working there. And I would say it's not just the defense, although I think that's the, the biggest thing. Um, the, what, the Getting into it with Terry Stotts and Terry Stotts leaving the organization when Terry Stotts was revered in Milwaukee and by Damian Lillard, um, I, and really in the NBA, I don't think that speaks well to Griffin. And you, if that happens, then you better be really, really freaking good. And I don't think they're really, really good. And look, this doesn't happen unless Giannis, who by all accounts signed off on hiring him, signs off on firing him. Like that doesn't mean Giannis walked in and said, fire that dude right now. But if Giannis wanted him to be the head coach, he would be the head coach today. Same thing with LeBron and all those guys. We can't say it just for LeBron. And there is precedent for it. Ty Lue was named head, you know, he was the interim guy named the head coach uh, when David Blatt was run out of town by LeBron. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. No one thought it was working. It was not fun. It was weird. Like, it doesn't mean that David Blatt wasn't a good coach. He just wasn't the right coach for LeBron. LeBron wasn't, didn't want to hear system, didn't want to do all his stuff. Bad fit, bad mix at that time. You know, like I think international coaching works with teams. We're watching it work at times. Um, you know, in Toronto, I think, you know, you look at how Oklahoma City plays. He's not an international coach, but like an unknown head coach. And they move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. But when you get set egos, like it, it's really hard to get guys to play a different way when they've been successful playing their way. But Ty Lue was named interim head coach. It worked with Cleveland. You know, Pat Riley came down from, from the front office. It worked with Miami. But I think that the miscalculation of the Damian Lillard trade is the biggest reason a move was made today. 
the culture of how the Bucks were built, right? The whole framework and blueprint is based upon their defense, right? Based upon their defense. They were never beautiful to watch offensively. You know, they, they basically tried to play five out and have, keep the lane open so Giannis could drive. And if you helped, he'd pass. And if he didn't, he'd just overpower you. If he made his free throws, they would, you know, occasionally made a three. He'd keep you honest. If he didn't, they were susceptible. Right? And it worked, and they won an NBA title, and he had 50 in the final game. You bring in Damian Lillard, who, by all accounts, will go down historically as a better player for Drew Holiday. But a completely different fit, a completely different style of basketball, a different volume of touches needed, and very different at the defensive end. Like, both of these things can be true. Damian Lillard can be a great dude and an awesome player and not make you better as a team. Not make you better as a team. You know, and and like, look, it's not like Dame Miller just came into the NBA like, hey, we know you've been playing offensive first, like forget about defense basketball because you've been on bad teams. We need you to score. But we all you can't just guys don't just flip a switch. And then there's look any physical limitations when you're smaller. It's hard in the NBA when you're small based upon how everybody plays defensively. And then he's not a great defensive player. He's never really been asked to play great defense. And the guy who was asking him to play great defense was a guy who ran off his former head coach and there's not great feelings about him. And if you want to know why Doc Rivers is likely being brought in, while you can rightfully pick apart, okay, so many of the flaws to what Doc Rivers has done, I would also tell you that there's two parts to it. They swung and missed or they 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 didn't they didn't engage enough. They had Nick Nurse was out there. And everyone in the East respected him. If you would have hired Nick Nurse, everybody would have been like, well, that that's actually an upgrade over Bud. Or at least a parallel move. Right? They both won a title. They're both well respected. They both kind of have their own sort of thing. That way you hire a guy who's unknown and ruffles some feathers and not beloved. And there's just no equity there. Whereas Doc, as much as we want to point out how many times they've lost up three games to one and seen as underachieving, he is seen as, if not the best, one of the two or three best at working with star players. And you ain't getting anything done unless you're getting Lillard and Giannis to do it your way. There's a magic to it. You're managing people. And while it seems harsh to go, what was it, 39 games in? Is that what we were? 43. 43. Yeah. I was off by four. 43 games in. This is like dating. When you know, you know. If Giannis is the guy who wanted him hired and Giannis is rolling his eyes, you know. Same show friends. This is show business, kids. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, by the way, Joel Embiid goes for 70 last night. 70. And I guess uh, it's the it's great and bad all at the same time. Because here's what happens when you go for 70, right? You get people that are like, why couldn't you go for 70 in the NBA playoffs? 
On the other hand, and I said this a long time ago, that's the most talented guy in the NBA. I would say, and, and here's why he's more talented than Jokic. He's a better athlete than Nikola Jokic. Jokic is an amazing basketball player. Great vision. He's got panache. He's got toughness. Uh, he's a better scorer at the rim. You know, I mean, how many, and and Jokic is, he, it, it feels like every time he gets his hand on an offensive board, he misses it, he gets it back, he never loses the ball. But I think Embiid has a lot of that, has unbelievable mobility, and just a better athlete and probably a better shooter as well. Not the passer of Jokic, but that's the most talented guy in the NBA. And when you put it all together and he's putting it all together, what a night last night. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. I got to tell you guys about my uh, my travel schedule coming up. So I'll be calling the Auburn-Alabama game on radio tomorrow night and then uh, Michigan State-Wisconsin on uh, Friday. So uh, going to do Red Eye and broadcast from Tuscaloosa tomorrow. And then early AM flight, and then Madison the next two days. Byer, do you have a favorite Madison restaurant? Like I've only just done like State Street or State Street Sprats or whatever, but I'm sure there's actually really good. Food I there. I haven't lived there in I know. twenty years. Was there ever a so. place that like oh this is the place? Um, 
You know, the nitty gritty always right by the arena. I think you got something from yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I did. It was really good. Yeah. It's very good. It's always a nice spot to go to, but it's changed so much. I mean, heck, the dorms that I lived, we I lived on campus. I lived right by the Cole Center when the Cole Center wasn't even there when I was in school. So it's been it's been a while. Yeah. It's, it's it's been a it's while. It's interesting you said it. So my daughter, one of my daughters, is going to Oklahoma State next year. She's going to ride, and where the equestrian team lives is in Bennett Hall. When I lived on campus, I lived at Bennett Hall. So it's a really Really weird and kind of sure. cool thing. And where there used to be a pool hall in the basement, legit, like, pool. who has pool halls anymore? Pool hall in the basement, now there's a Starbucks there. My it's sister like, is six years older than I was. I lived on, there were co-ed floors. Guys wing on one end, yeah. I, Celery A, 10th floor. We lived on the in the same dorm, same exact floor, six years apart. That's cool. The The way it worked there was, and I still think they have this dumb rule where you can't, you're supposed to not be able to have sports dorms anymore, right? And that, that goes back to the old uh, problems that Oklahoma had back in the day, right? Um, so the way they would get away with it at Oklahoma State was Bennett Hall, half of it on each floor had been redone into suites and half of it was like old school, you know, eight by 10 dorms. And so even though it was the same floor, it had to be 50-50, well, guess which side the students were on? Guess which side the athletes were on? So it's it's interesting. What? By the way, this is really interesting. Thanks, Dan. Um, you mentioned Doc Rivers, Adrian Wojnarowski. Doc Rivers is a top Milwaukee candidate to replace Adrian Griffin. Both sides have yet to talk. The Bucks are expected to reach out and gauge its interest soon. There's no way. Okay, there's zero percent chance. That 43 games into the regular season, you fire your head coach and you haven't reached out and had a plan for who you're going to replace him with. Correct? Correct. Yes. Like like was said in clear and present danger, the average Ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan, son. That's not a bad impression, was it, right? Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, host of the Football GM podcast, of course, with uh, one of our other guests we have often, former executive of the year, Randy Mueller. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. So I'm, I'm reading this story um, earlier today from Josh Kendall, who I know writes for The Athletic, as, as, as you do, Mike. And he said that Belichick's candidacy with the Falcons has stalled out. The momentum has stalled out. Is that because he's rubbed people the wrong way or is it because he's waiting on something bigger and better? I would guess there would be structural issues, right? So when you come into a team like the Falcons, uh, if you're Bill Belichick, you've always had the maximum power. You're in charge, right? I mean, the crafts almost had to knock, you know, and they still couldn't get into the football operation. So if you're going to Atlanta, um, What's interesting to me about it is that Rich McKay is a very, uh, you know, I think I believe he's over the coach in the GM as a president of the team and runs a lot of the sports um, conglomerate of Arthur Blank. So I always thought if Belichick was going to go there, there would have to be some kind of a structural agreement of how the, what's the line of power, right, in the, in the building. And you don't really know how that's going to go. So that would be one potential thing that could be, uh, a sticking point, right? If there were, because there's no, it's not like they had to investigate his resume or, or they didn't know that he was a little cranky with the media or, uh, there's everything is already known about Belichick, right? That, that it would have to be something like that. It's not going to be a money thing, probably, with Arthur Blank. If he wants him, he'd get him. It's got to be structure. 
It's got to be structure. Okay, so does he have any other landing sp- spot? Well, we haven't heard of one that's willing to do that. I don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Now, you don't. You don't think it would be a great fit with David Tepper, right? And uh, he just hired a team president and a general manager, so that one's probably not there. Uh, we don't think it's going to be Seattle because they gave John Schneider, the GM there, uh, you know, a lot of uh, power over the coach and power over personnel. Final say, quote unquote. Uh, the uh, Chargers really have never been from a you know from a leadership standpoint or an ownership standpoint willing to just hand it all the way over that much right there's a there's an owner there's family members son people in power that would really be compromised by that so i i wouldn't see them going that we haven't heard that we've heard jim you know jim harbaugh and and there's a little bit of a different type of a power coach so in Tennessee's obviously filled theirs. I mean, Washington isn't going to bring in Bill Belichick under Adam Peters, right? So, where's am I missing one? No, <laughs> maybe I am. I well, that's off the top of my head. No, I mean the Peters. He was in New England. And that's the only one I could have could could think. He spent some time in New England. Obviously, he made really cut his teeth uh, with the with the, with the Forty ers But and I, I I hear you with the Chargers. I don't know, like, are we sure Sean McDermott's going to be back with the Bills? Like, that's the only thing I can think of is all of a sudden yeah. it stalls out when there's like, wait, oh, do we want to? Yeah. And, like, you you don't, you bring Bill Belichick in to win that game, you know, right? That He he won, yeah. he won those games more than anybody's ever won those games. Yeah, so, you know, that's the sort of thing that could be there. That That's just would be totally guessing and speculation. We know the structure issue is right. and is there. So I like that type of thinking, though. I mean, I think you do have to think of what could be all the possibilities be. Uh, we had been hearing, you know, most of the reporting coming out of Buffalo, even after the, you know, damaging article was written about McDermott and, you know, even at six and six, I believe Tim Graham, who's our one of our reporters who's based in Buffalo, who does a great, amazing job and is really well sourced with ownership, was like. They're keeping them even then before they knew they were going to make this run. So everything I've heard is along those lines. I believe he gave a press conference today, which would be a little unusual to write. If, if stuff was brewing, would you have him out there talking as the representative of the team? We'll see. You know, these things can pop late, too. Sure. You know, the, no, no, no. They're the owners of the team. Right. They can well, no, whatever they, can, listen, they want. Listen, you have those eggs interviews. You sit on it. You chew on it for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. you know, I, 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 I don't know. Um. Okay, what about the Chargers and Harbaugh? Um, how close is that to being done? Well, I was very skeptical coming into the season about I was kind of tired of the Harbaugh to the NFL thing. Then I really leaned in and bought it because he'd hired the NFL agents and yep. and just knowing some people that are familiar or have some connections to the Chargers that sounded like they had interest. So that's kind of where I'm still at. I, I, I thought he was going to go there. I kind of still think he's going to be there. I do think the fact that he played there you know, it's a big deal because Jim Harbaugh is a strange interview. And uh, <laughs> if you've ever had an interview with him, it's, it's you know, I the first time I sat down with him, I thought I was totally blowing the conversation. It wasn't at all. It was just, that was Jim, you know. And so they know him. I think that hurdle is helpfully popular. So I've, I do, I have and do think he's going to go there. I don't know on the timeline. I heard... Uh, I've heard some things behind the scenes that make me think it could be coming to a head, but not anything that's solid, you know. Mike, Mike Sando joining us from the Athletics, Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You do the quarterback tiers uh, before the season, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think the Lamar Jackson, this game is, 
you know, like I don't think it's hyperbolic to say it's the most important game <laughs> of his career, right? Because, especially because yeah. they're at home. He's got a great defense. He's got actually more weapons than Pat Mahomes. He's got an offense that he, whether he handpicked it, but this was his desire was I want an offense where I can show that I can throw a football, right? Was in, in the playoffs. He's got all those yeah. things going for him. And whether or not he, it's like the Josh Allen thing. You can play great, but like you got kind of got to win this game, doesn't he? It'd be hugely helpful. He is really, Lamar Jackson is really has an amazing opportunity. He is very close to being a two-time MVP and Super Bowl winner. Doesn't that change your whole narrative of Correct. your life? Yes. If you're a two-time MVP and Super Bowl, it's right there. You are a, you are a, you're in the Hall of Fame. That That's how, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You're probably in the I Hall know, of Fame anyway. Two-time MVP, you're probably in the Hall of Fame anyway. You win a Super Bowl, you're two-time MVP. It, we don't even blink. Oh. We just, whenever you're, whenever you're ready, you're in. Coming, yeah, coming into this playoffs, there were two people like that. Lamar was one. The other one was like, if McCarthy could win a Super Bowl with a second team and a second quarterback, he'd go from people kind of snickering at him to, wait, you're a Super Bowl winner with two franchises and two quarterbacks. You're like almost, and you won sixty three percent with both of them. That's how these, that's how big these moments are, yeah. uh, fair or not. So yeah, you know. A lot of these playoff games allow people to kind of confirm their priors, right? If you didn't think, if you didn't like Brock Purdy, he has a bad game. Told you, it, it rained, Debo's out. He's just a system guy, right? <laughs> and so Lamar, if you thought, yeah, hey, Lamar, amazing dual threat, but pure passer. I mean, he's just, you know, he's not consistently accurate. These sorts of, if he has that game that backs that up, you're right. I mean, does he do do people not think of him? Do people just going to think of him the same way as as? only getting you so far and is that even fair <laughs> right so. fair has fair has nothing to do with it right it just it, yeah it's it just the way it is we we are a result oriented culture right because at the end nobody goes like hey josh allen didn't have gabe davis in that game or on second down when he throws uh look like a sure touchdown the end zone you know his his left tackle doesn't protect him and he gets hit right as he throws it like we don't nobody actually cares when we look back we did you win or did you lose? What about Brock Purdy? Right, there was a time midseason where he was in the MVP discussion, and people like myself were like, "Look, he's surrounded by an all-star team. He's doing a good job, but like, let's hold our horses." Didn't yeah. play well last week. What, what's the level of faith that he can get this yeah. thing done against the Lions team? That I, I don't know how they've won these games, but they find a way. Yeah, I think I think the odds are really good that he that he gets them through this game. Uh, they're favored by a touchdown, I believe, and and should be the better team to win it. Now, are they are they unbeatable or not flawed? Of course not. I think here's what he is uh, because he's not. You know, he was seventh round pick for a reason, so he's not going to wow anybody with the physical elements of the game. But when he has a clean pocket and a good scheme, he's super decisive. He's accurate. He throws with anticipation. It looks really amazing. As you start to subtract variables from that equation they have, it does tend to break down a little more than it would if he was one of those more talented guys, right? He has decent mobility and can scramble and make stuff happen, but he's not scaring you with it. So you give him rain, right? You give him Trent Williams out. You take away McCaffrey. Now, now he's just he's a guy not from the clean pocket. Now, now he's, he's not from the clean pocket as much, yeah. and and it starts to break down a little bit faster. Um, you know, we started talking about Lamar and what's ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Mahomes gets another Super Bowl. Like, oh. are we watching the greatest guy ever do it? And you know, like it. it don't yeah. get me wrong. Like Brady is, goes down as the goat, 
I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented. People forget that when Peyton retired, most people said, like, Peyton Manning is probably the best quarterback they've ever seen play. It was all different sorts of arguments. It was Montana before all yeah. of that. But, like, six years, six AFC championships, three Super Bowls already, and with a, a kind of a depleted roster in comparison to when they first won a Super Bowl, like, are we allowed to start using those grandiose terms yeah. like greatest we've ever seen, even though we're only in year seven and year six of him playing? Yeah. Dan Pompey, a colleague of mine, and I uh, helped write a book recently, The Football 100, 100 Greatest Players. We started a couple of years ago by case when we put Mahomes in it. We're like, we gotta, we got to put it in with the top 100 players ever just because this trajectory, the early trajectory is so good. I think what differentiates him is that he's had his success to this point in his career, championship-level success, without having necessarily even top half of the league defenses. Yeah. And I, if you look at the great championship quarterbacks, Bradshaw, Staubach, Montana, Aikman, Favre, Brady, they had really good defenses. The 49ers led the league in fewest points allowed in the 80s, right? They had Hall of Famers. Yep. And so I think for him to have this start to his career uh, without having that separates him uh, from those guys. Uh, and now he actually has a good defense, and you know it looks like they have the makings of a run game, a little bit more physical. That's a scary proposition because they may win it this year even when they're not firing on all cylinders offensively, but you can bet they're addressing the receiver position this offseason. Remember when their offensive line got bogged down in, yeah. the, in Tampa? What they do? But they went, they went and revamped, like completely, completely revamped it, and that, that's that's what. <laughs> so it's scary. They, they've got a super young defense with eight starters, I believe, drafted since 2020, yeah. and they're much younger than Buffalo on defense. That was a point of my column on Monday. They're in a real good spot. Yeah, and Buffalo is is not. Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for The Athletic. Also, check out the GM podcast with Randy Mueller, the former executive of the year, good friend of the show as well. Mike, thanks for joining us and Jay the Games this weekend. Hey, thank you. Shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. You missed any of today's show, just type in Doug Gottlieb. Wherever you download podcasts, you'll get it. Plus, you get a special bonus hour. It's called In the Bonus. It's just Doug Gottlieb show. Um, it, it rolls out live at uh, 5 on the East Coast, 2 on the West Coast. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Stug Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. Is that, is that Led Zeppelin? Yep, I Jay Jay Stewart just asked me the same question. He thought it might have been the Nine Inch Nails cover. No, I, I asked. I just I, I it's it's weird. I didn't listen to Zeppelin a bunch growing up as a uh, when I was a kid. Uh, but obviously now my daughter's a rocker. I'm a Zeppelin fan. Uh, Fool in the Rain, by the way, is the answer to my favorite Zeppelin song. Is that like one of those bands? Because like I thought when I was going through college, I would be one of the last generations to see kids with like Led Zeppelin posters in their dorm in their freshman dorm rooms. I did not have a no. My well, my dorm room. Everybody had my era. Everybody had the um, uh, Bob Bob Marley Bob Marley Bob yeah. Marley poster with the big joint. Or you had there were some people who would still have the college sweatshirt with the uh, Belushi uh, the Belushi poster. And then I had lots of friends with Tupac stuff, even though Tupac had been murdered. Yeah, that was still that was still the same for my generation. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Some so of that stuff's I, eternal. So, yeah, yes. Go ahead, Byer. Uh, also, maybe a big Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam. Maybe the one him like hanging from the stage. That's a great image. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It's a great image. I can tell you that it didn't make its way until to my. Uh, when I was at Notre Dame, we had guys that were like my boy Pat Garrity. I'd room with him on the road. He was big fish, rush, bush. I had fish, rush, bush. And I didn't know about any of those bands before that. I didn't know about Dave Matthews Band until I got to Notre Dame. Uh, I was 95. Um, I did know I was Pearl Jam guy in high school, so but I never saw that poster, although I know the poster you're talking about. Anyway, would you have, uh, Jay Stu, you had something you want to get in. I wanted to give credit to Dan Beyer here because I know he doesn't want to take credit himself, so I, I need to just interject this. Over the last 48 hours, there's been that uh, story from ESPN on Brock Purdy where he just openly acknowledged that the team told him, you're our starting quarterback unless we bring in Tom Brady, indicating that the 49ers were, were trying to bring in Tom Brady. Well, guess who on this show has been saying Tom Brady to the 49ers for the last 18 months? Uh, Dan Byer. So I think when that, when we do get these victories in media, I do want to acknowledge those. And that's just further confirmation that Dan's instincts were correct. Um, Thank you very much. It's a great it's a great point, and I can attest. I was sitting here. I remember when when he said it, and I was like, you know what, you're right. Here's my question: Do you think Brady regrets not doing it? Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, I do. Right? I yeah. mean, you know, he's sitting there going like, if Brock Purdy can take these guys to Super Bowl, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Uh, Get to the press. Now, that would have been a story. Right? The press. I have one thing that I want to say. Okay. Yeah, uh, This is to anybody, and it's more directed to people who cover sports. 
you don't have to comment on every sports story on Twitter or on social media because your points when you do that ring very hollow. I'll just leave it at that. A lot of people commenting on this Bucks move today, and you can tell. And the point being, Doug, I don't follow the other 29 teams in the NBA as close as I do as the Milwaukee Bucks. But if they were to make a major move with their organization, I would not open myself up to be making a comment about it on social media because I feel that I need to comment on everything. And that is the whole point of the deal. Of So now I'm hearing a lot of Bucks takes that just are, you're not paying attention. You don't to know what just, you know anything you're talking about, right? Correct. Correct. Right. It's why, it's why when you get in a conversation, I, I have a friend who's like brilliant. He's like the new Bond king. When I say Bond, I don't mean James Bond, like actually Bonds, right? Okay. And he gets into, you know, commentary about the economy and about bonds and stocks. And I'm like, I just listen. I don't say anything because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like, just tell me where to put my money, dude. And I'll be good. But yes, I do. I do. For whatever reason... Everybody wants, especially about a team like Milwaukee, which you don't watch. Don't lie and say you watch and you know, because you don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that is very, very true. And the Bucks are in the news because they fired Adrian Griffin today, 43 games into his tenure in Milwaukee. Doc Rivers could be on the horizon as the Bucks' full-time head coach. However, in the meantime, assistant Joe Prince will take over on an interim basis. The Athletic is also mentioning that if things don't work out with Rivers, who, by the way, they say has had Griffin's ear for a while throughout this season, if Rivers isn't the coach, then the Warriors' Kenny Atkinson could still be a possibility. He was thought of as a candidate uh, this offseason yeah, when they were replacing. I mean, Mike he was Budenholzer. awesome with he was awesome with Brooklyn until KD and uh, Kyrie ran him out of town. Right? Yep. Um, and by the way, uh, was, well, was, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, know, I was going to say he was. They ran Steve Nash, right? Or was it? I mean, they Kenny Atkinson was there, but they kind of changed him when they were. At the start of bringing everybody in, right? Yeah, yeah. But he and then, and he then was, they went, and then they went. They fired him, and they went with Jock Vaughn. And then Jock took him as an interim to the bubble. They refused to go to the bubble, right? Kyrie was healthy, healthy scratch the bubble. And then when they came back, they they moved on. They went to Steve Nash. Yeah, and that was when Kyrie was like, "Do we really need a head coach?" <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, by the way, the uh, Heat acquired Terry Rozier in a trade today with the Hornets. Kyle Lowry and a first-rounder go to Charlotte. Lowry could be shopped elsewhere. They can't play anymore. Sorry. He's hell of a player, but he's washed. Doug broke the news earlier today. The former Chargers GM Tom Telesco is going to become the new GM of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a tough one, right, uh, from this standpoint. I love the Chargers. I've been a Charger fan. Tom's a good friend of mine. Am I allowed to be a Raider fan? That is tough. Not hard. Like arrivals. Like I think you have to. to my draw sister the line. used to work for him. They fired my sister, but that's there's a deeper story that probably an off air story. Not, there's nothing nefarious, whatever. It was about it, other stuff, whatever. But yes, yeah, it's a hard one. So it's it would less- be fun to be a Raiders fan, just because like commitment to excellence is like <laughs> one of the great mantras. Although I did say that for a long time they were the commitment to excrement. That was probably, <laughs> that probably did not earn me stripes in that building. Uh, 
Quick one, the ACC leaking out tidbits of their schedule. Get ready for Stanford at Syracuse, Friday night, September 20th. Cal at Wake Forest on a Friday night, Ooh, Doug. Cal Wake Forest, yeah. The new ACC is here, and that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. Check out the podcast. It's live at the top of the hour. Man, what a day in sports. We recap it all on the podcast. It's live now. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.